Well, good morning. It's uh, Monday, December 27th, 2021. Monday, December 27th, 2021. I, I hope you had a good Christmas. Uh, Saturday? Was it a good Christmas? Well, it's a good Christmas for everybody. I'll get to that in a minute. But um, um, uh, Nobel, uh, by the way, Nobel Peace uh, Prize winner Desmond Tutu died yesterday in Cape Town, South Africa at the age of 90 the day after Christmas he died. Uh, He had uh, battled uh, prostate cancer for quite some time. Uh, I lost my dad to prostate cancer, by the way. Uh, Tutu helped lead the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa and the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which was formed afterwards. Uh, So he had a lot to do with uh, world views on peace and, uh, um, you know, uh, peace through peaceful means, I suppose. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me. I tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the stitch. Man, I appreciate you coming every day. <coughs> My throat. I don't know what's going on here. I know I'm not sick. <sighs> But I'll try and clear it up a little bit. Um, Yeah, I truly appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Uh, If you can, please bring someone with you tomorrow and tweet to me your questions or your insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Did Russia's Putin blink? Or was this just part of the original plan? Uh, 10,000 Russian military servicemen are reportedly returning to their permanent deployment points from the border. The news media is saying this is a sigh of relief, but this has been the plan all along. Those troops troops have returned from field training on the border with Ukraine, uh, according to uh, quoted statements from the Russian military. Putin sent those troops to help get them prepared. Now they've been redeployed to be at the ready to go back. And by the way, 10,000 troops isn't much. If you're in West Side Story, you know the movie West Side Story, and seven to ten guys have their knives and chains out, but then one leaves, are you really less concerned? That's what happened. There are 70 to 100,000 troops on the border and only 10,000 went back. This is, this is politics. This is the EU and the US foolishly saying that Russia is backing down so they can get political points. Not to mention it's possible those troops were pulled back from Crimea on the peninsula where Russia already annexed uh, that area way back in 2014. So it means nothing. In other words, nothing has changed. Ukrainian President Zelensky held a video call with uh, 20 U.S. senators and members of Congress on Friday to express concern about Russia troop movements and longstanding tensions in the country's uh, eastern Donbas region where uh, Kremlin-backed rebels have been fighting since 2014. So really nothing nothing much has been done. Uh, Zelensky's office issued a statement emphasizing the importance of U.S. involvement in a peaceful settlement of the conflict. Uh, The statement quoted Ukrainian President saying, uh, Zelensky saying, now more than ever, it is not words that matter, but decisive actions. My goal is to stop the bloodshed 
bloodshed in the east of Ukraine. It's impossible to imagine security in Europe without ending the war in Donbas. Russia already knows that it will face severe consequences, severe consequences and stepped up sanctions if it invaded Ukraine though Putin denies he poses any threat and, and that he actually says the threat is coming from the EU. I mean, honestly, could you imagine the EU invading Russia? That's ridiculous. That, that would never happen. What Putin fears is other Russian states peeling off, leaving Russia and becoming part of the EU. That's what he's worried about. That's why he doesn't want um, uh, 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 Ukraine becoming part of NATO. Right? It's already part of the EU, I guess, sort of, kind of. Uh, but he doesn't want, I, I meant it, peeling off and becoming part of NATO. That's what he doesn't want. He doesn't want other Russian states saying, huh, you know, this EU has a pretty good thing. Uh, let's break up with uh, Russia and join them instead. That's what he doesn't want. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Thursday. Civil rights groups filed a suit against South Carolina Governors Henry McMaster and state legislative and election leaders to challenge the new redistricting uh, uh, law because Republican-controlled legislature gerrymandered the state's House district map to intentionally discriminate against black voters. Now, remember, we've talked about this. This is why this is why the Supreme Court. Uh, um, uh, did what they did, what was it, in 20, uh, 2013? Uh, Republicans said, oh, we're not, we're not discriminating against blacks. We're discriminating against voters who would vote against us, who just happen to be black. <laughs> uh, a little, little bit of uh, parsing of words there. Uh, the suit was uh, filed in the U.S. District Court by the South Carolina State Conference of the NAACP and voter uh, Taiwan Scott. Uh, who are represented by the um, ACLU uh, of um, the ACLU of South Carolina, NAACP Legal Defense and Ed Education Fund, the uh, and the the primary ACLU, uh, Burroughs Byron LLC, Arnold and Porter, and the General Counsel Office of the NAACP. Uh, big heavy hitters in civil rights are with uh, uh, South Carolina, um, the people of South Carolina fighting uh, what the Republican legislature is doing there. <coughs> Excuse me. Those same groups sued the state in October over delays in mandatory post-census redistricting. At issue is H4493, which the plaintiffs claim was passed in a flawed and non-transparent process meant to disempower black voters and solidify GOP control of the state legislature. ACLU attorney Samil Trevetti said, this is classic gerrymandering, gerrymandering. South Carolina lawmakers surgically carved up black communities in key areas of the state to entrench their own political power. It has got to stop. The lawsuit alleges the South Carolina legislature, which delayed redrawing the state's electoral uh, districts as required after every uh, decennial census traded one constitutional violation uh, which is uh, <clears throat> malapportionment uh, malapportionment for two other constitutional violations uh, racial gerrymandering and intentional racial discrimination 
The suit claims state lawmakers gerrymandering and intentional vote dilution in certain state house districts continues South Carolina's shameful history and ongoing record of discrimination. According to the lawsuit, House Bill 4493, which enacted racial gerrymandering districts into law and was motivated, at least in part, by a discriminatory purpose, is the latest example of decades-long pattern by the legislature of proposing or enacting state legislative districts that discriminate against black voters to maintain the majority's power and deny black South Carolinian, uh, South Carolinians uh, voting powers. And, you know, I, I'm reminded of um, back in 2000 when uh, uh, Bush v. Gore, and I was looking at Jacksonville, and I was looking at Jacksonville, and it hadn't been called yet. And if it was called blue, then Florida would have gone to, uh, 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 to him instead of Bush. And I said, well, Jacksonville, Jacksonville is primarily black. But guess what? It went red. Anyway, the legislature did so by using race uh, as far as uh, um, uh, this is gerrymandering. Um, uh, discrimination. Uh, the leg- legislature did so by using race as the predominant factor in creating certain state house districts without a legally acceptable justification and having a discriminatory purpose in, in packing and cracking black voters to dilute their vote. Uh, <coughs> packing. That refers to the practice of placing people of color in the same district in order to prevent them from having greater political power in surrounding districts. Cracking has to do with splitting up communities of color to dilute their power in a given district. We explained this whole thing uh, a couple of months ago uh, with that that podcast uh, about them slicing up the pie with blackberries and other berries, blackberries in the center. They'll take a little center of it that is blackberry. They'll make that one district. And then the outer uh, circle of blackberry, they'll carve it up with the further uh, elderberries uh, and uh, um, uh, uh, KKK berries, I guess you'd call them. And they'd cut up all the remaining black vote and and make, make them worthless. What should be several black districts is suddenly one black district and the rest of uh, the blacks in an area completely lose their voting power. Completely. Because they're whittled down to only 80% because this, uh, um, this arm of a gerrymandered area goes way out into the rural areas, the rural white racist areas. This is what they do. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> Flight cancellations and disrupt- disruptions have continued as Omicron makes its way through the airline industry. Nearly a thousand flights a day were canceled over the holiday weekend, and those looking to get home are still being affected. 2,000 more flights were canceled today, which means, of course, you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck with your visiting relatives. That's what it means. Uh, maybe you can force them to listen to me. Really annoy them. Then they'll really want to go. Um, cruises are once again having issues. At least four ocean cruise, cruise ships were turned away from ports of call or were prohibited from letting passengers disembark 
uh, in the Americas this week because of COVID-19 cases aboard. Does that bring back memories? Does it? Also, in the health industry, the CDC recommended a short, shorter wait, wait period for medical professionals to return after recovering from COVID because of fears of a shortage of medical workers. And the unions are not happy about that. They're fighting that. Uh, what else is being affected? U.S. oil prices fell over the weekend with those reduced uh, flights, but not by much. Uh, after plunging more than 10% on November 26, when reports of the new variant first appeared, oil gained last week after early data suggests that Omicron could cause uh, a milder level of illness, I suppose. Uh, normally, of course, I was, I, of course, us here, you know, we've been talking about this for ages, and we've been saying as COVID goes, as the time goes by that the cases are going to be milder. Okay, we've been saying this all along. We've been saying this for nearly two years. <clears throat> Moving on. Normally, I don't talk about no local news unless I think it's important nationally for some reason. And we've talked about uh, Melly Corrado. Uh, this was a long time ago, uh, if you remember. Um, from my Trader Joe's, Melly Corrado worked at my Trader Joe's, the Trader Joe's that I go to. I was there that day. I had just parked on the street when LAPD murdered Melly Corrado, the Trader Joe's assistant manager. <clears throat> Every day that I go to my Trader Joe's, I am reminded of Melly when I see her portrait on the wall among sunflowers and the bridge next to where I live. Uh, maybe I'll tweet a picture uh, to you guys later this week. A fleeing, if you remember this Trader, this, is, this was national news. A fleeing suspect crashed and ran into a Trader Joe's on a busy Saturday. Police fired bullet, bullets in his direction and in the direction of the entrance to the Trader Joe's, killing the assistant manager, Melly Corrado, and the police were not charged with her murder. And in fact, they charged the fleeing suspect with her death. Now, I, I have to ask, Saturday afternoon, is there anywhere more busy than a Trader Joe's on a Saturday afternoon when those police fired bullets at a gro grocery store? Front windows of the grocery store. They're, this is... Uh, like the the width of four doors of glass. Is there anything more busy than a Trader Joe's on a Saturday afternoon? Any grocery store on a Saturday afternoon? Well, maybe there is. Okay? <clears throat> and that's what I want to talk about. How about a department store in North Hollywood? Just uh, in the uh, Valley area of Los Angeles, if you're not from here. That's where it is, in the Valley area. Uh, at an apartment store in the week before Christmas. One week, less than a week, two days before Christmas, a 14-year-old girl was killed at a Burlington store Christmas Eve Eve when police fired, an, uh, fired at an assault su a suspect. She has been identified as Valentina Orellana Peralta. She was in the dressing room trying something on. Innocent. 
The suspect was not armed, so why would police shoot at him in a crowded department store just before Christmas? Valentina's manner of death is listed as homicide, and her cause of death was a gunshot wound to the chest. How many more paintings must I endure because of police recklessness? I don't care that you criminal cops shortened your workday by killing an unarmed suspect instead of actually doing your job and capturing him. I only care that police are all criminals 100%. I only care that we hold criminal cops to a higher standard, that police stop creating reckless endangerment situations and killing innocent people. I only care that, they, uh, that we stop them from getting away with murder. They were not charged. They were not charged in Melly Corrado's death. Police were not charged. They shot her, they killed her, and they were not charged in her death. And guess what? They will probably not be charged in Valentina's, Valentina Orellana's Peralta's death. And I'm kind of sick of it. I'm kind of sick of this happening. Moving on. <clears throat> to what the heck is Log4J and Log4Shell? Yeah, I know. That's what I said, Log4J and Log4Shell. Log4Shell is an internet vulnerability that affects millions of computers, involves an obscure but nearly ubiquitous piece of software, which is called Log4J. Uh, quickly, I just want to, uh, before... I suddenly get a phone call. I just want to make sure I turn my phone off so I don't get bothered by annoying spam calls that decide to <laughs> um, cut my phone off right in the middle of a broadcast so I have to do it all over again. Anyway, rather a recording. Uh, so uh, back again, Log4Shell, Log4J. Uh, it's a, it's a vulnerability that affects millions of computers involves an obscure, but nearly ubiquitous, a piece of software log 4 J, uh, log 4 J is used in cloud services as well as a, a wide range of programs from software development tools to security tools. The software is used to record all manner of activities that go on under the hood in a wide range of computer systems. Log4j records events, errors, routine system operations, and communicates diagnostic me messages about them to system administrators and users. You ever get um, error 404, error webpage not found or something like that? Uh, Log4j sent that to you. Uh, one of the major concerns about Log4Shell is Log4J's position in the software ecosystem. Uh, logging, in, uh, logging is a fundamental feature of most software, which makes Log4J very widespread. It's everywhere. In addition to popular games like Minecraft it's, and, and other games, it's used in cloud services like Apple iCloud and Amazon Web Services, as well as a wide range of programs from software development tools to security tools. Uh, this brings to question. This was this vulnerability was found on December 10th. So why didn't we hear from this until after Christmas? They were afraid that people wouldn't buy Amazon products. 
that instead they'd go to the stores and buy stuff. They were afraid. Oh, this annoys me. They were afraid Christmas, that Christmas would be ruined by this. This means hackers have a large, uh, uh, this, this, um, Amazon Web Services and, and Apple iCloud uh, and this wide range of programs and software development tools and security tools. This means hackers have a large menu of targets to choose from. Home users, service providers, source code developers, and even security researchers. So while big companies like Amazon can quickly patch their web services to prevent hackers from exploiting them, there are many more organizations that will take longer to patch their systems and some that might not even know they need to. This, this is a hack. This is a vulnerability, rather, that it's not going to take weeks to solve. It's not going to take months to solve. This is going to take years to solve. Hackers are scanning through the internet to find vulnerable servers and setting up machines that can deliver malicious payloads to carry out an attack. They query services, for example, web servers, and try to uh, trigger a log message, for example, a 404 error. The query includes uh, maliciously crafted text, which Log4j processes as instructions. In other words, that 404 message might say something else. Click here. <laughs> A large number of hackers are already trying to abuse log 4 shell. Uh, these range from ransomware gangs locking down Minecraft servers to hacker groups trying to mine Bitcoin and hackers associated with China and North Korea trying to gain access to sensitive information from geopolitical rivals like the United States. Uh, the Belgian Ministry of Defense reported that its computers were being attacked using log 4 shell. Uh, as a user, you are probably wondering what you can do about this. Unfortunately, it is hard to know whether a software product you are using includes Log4j and whether it is using vulnerable versions of the software. However, you can help by heeding the common refrain from you know computer security experts. They always tell you, make sure your software is up to date. Of course... Those nursing older computers, like myself, cannot do that. Hopefully my software is old enough where I won't be affected. Moving on. Finally, the James Webb Space Telescope took off this weekend, finally. After many, many years, people drooling at the bit, wanting to see what's out there. It's on its way to park about a million miles away where it will unfold and show us pictures of our universe from 100 billion years ago. You remember when Hubble was launched and you remember those pictures that came out of Hubble uh, uh, decades ago. In contrast, Hubble only saw things from 40 billion years ago. I should explain what's going on here because some who are not understanding how it can see back in time, it's not time travel. It's not time travel. That what you see, let's, let's take something simple. The image of the moon. When you go out into the night sky and you look up at the moon, 
you aren't seeing the moon. You're seeing a reflection of light from the moon that takes a few minutes, or not a few minutes, um, a few seconds. Um, I forget how long light from the moon takes to get to you. So if the moon disappeared, you would still see the moon for, you know, whatever amount of time, like let's say 10 seconds. I I think it's longer. I think it's like a minute or something. I forget. You will still see the moon. It will be normal. It wouldn't have disappeared. Um, There would be earthquakes. That might give you an indication. Uh, Anyway, same thing with the sun. If the sun disappeared, you would still see the sun for another eight minutes. If it suddenly disappeared, you would see the sun for another eight minutes. Well, you would see it get smaller and smaller because you, we would have flung off into the cosmos and we would be uh, freezing to death. Um, that takes eight minutes. So... Imagine a star millions of light years away. Now, light years is a distance. It's how long light takes to get here. So, this telescope will be able to see 100 billion light years away. 100 billion. Anything we see is probably already gone but it'll give us an idea of what was there before. If we see a galaxy, swirling galaxy, 100 billion light years away, that galaxy center probably has turned into a black hole and sucked everything in by now. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, an expert on it. But this is how you see into the past. So, Let's say this thing launches and we see a hundred billion years. What if there's nothing there? Let's see what happens. It'll take about six months before we see the first pictures. That's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, December 27th, 2021. Monday, December 27th, 2021. Uh... I really appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me, those four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me your questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.